heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The Masculine Journey starts here, now. Welcome to The Masculine Journey. I don't know where you live and where you're hearing this, because you may be hearing it on podcast, but it's starting to turn cold here. And I never thought I would say that, moving to North Carolina from the north, but it is starting to turn cold here. I don't know that I like it so much. I don't know that I'm pr- appropriately planning for that. It's cold on the inside, even. Robbie had to close the vents so we wouldn't get cold in here. The truth booth. <laughs> <laughs> has been known <laughs> to create frost this time of year. It'd be and, a cold and place. Sam's wearing a short sleeve shirt, so he he just clearly is not prepared. I couldn't figure out why they're hanging meat in this room, but I understand. You didn't have the right plan. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. And, and that's really the question that I'm going to have for you today. Are you a planner? Do you like to plan? Is that a good thing or is that a bad thing? And And Robbie, if I ask you, are you a planner? Well, I didn't realize the extent I was a planner until I went on vacation last week, and I realized, wow, the plan. I had a plan. I had to have a plan. My wife pointed that out to me in not too friendly way that we were on our anniversary, our 26th anniversary, and I woke up in the morning thinking, all right, honey, what's the plan? And she says, if I hear you say that one more time, (laughs) (laughs) there is no plan. We don't have to be up. We don't have to do something. We don't have to. I was like, whoa. We, there's no time that this has to happen and that has to happen. And as we started to unveil that, I said, Sam, this, this might be a show topic. Absolutely. And, and it's a very broad and, and deep topic because there's many, many directions as, as we've learned that we can go with that. We were talking before for the show and there's just so many aspects of the topic. But Dennis, I'm going to ask you the same question. Are you a planner? Uh, not only a planner, but a controlling planner. And, uh, and I say that because I think I, I, I plan to try to get control of my life, particularly when it seems to get out of control from time to time like it did recently. The first thing I do is react with a plan. This is my plan of action for coming out of this and, and getting going again. But, but how do you not have a plan and just kind of blow through life, right? I mean, there's some level of that that's probably good, but to your point, yeah. it may be controlling. Al, if I ask you the same question, are you a planner? I'm like the breeze, Sam, just wherever the wind takes me, you know what I mean? You are like the breeze, that's correct. (laughs) (laughs) And it's blowing hard. Warm. Oh, yeah. As a project manager, as a project manager, everything I do is based on my project plan. If I have a deviation, if I have an issue, if there is a risk that comes up, I have to document it. And I have to have a plan for that risk issue or um, anything that comes up. So my life is built around plans. Okay. So aside from work, are you a planner? Oh, yeah. It bleeds over. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It does. And if you'd ask me, if you ask my wife, she'd say, yeah, Sam's a planner. Um, And it's really obvious that I can be on my way somewhere driving, and I think it's going to take me X amount of time to get there. I don't even have an appointment of any kind, and I'm frustrated because the person in front of me won't move, right? The, The light changes, and they're sitting there on their phone, and I'm just frustrated beyond belief because I'm off plan. When it gets down to it, that's really what's frustrating me. And I'm going to go to a clip. It kind of deals with being off plan.
for those of you that like older movies, it's not really old. It's oh, it's, it's old. But it's but it is older. It's, it's color. As, it's not as old as Robbie, but it's old. <laughs> yeah. It is in color, and, and they do talk. <laughs> and, but it, it's from the movie Vacation. And in that original movie, there's a bunch of the Vacation movies. This is the original one. They're on their way to Wally World when a series of events happen. And we're going to pick it up after they had uh, Edna had died when they went to visit her. And so let's let's pick it up from there. Well, I think Normie will understand when he sees the note we pin on Edna's sleeve. Sure, Clark. He left his dead mother tied to a lawn chair in his backyard. I'm sure he won't mind. Look, it's all over and done with. We'll find a place to stay for the night and we'll start fresh in the morning. It's fine. I don't want to be in the car anymore. I want to go home. I don't want to go to Wally World. Clark, under the circumstances, I wouldn't mind if we just went home. In retrospect, it seems like a pretty bad idea driving out. It's been one disaster after another. Yeah, it's been a real drag, Dad. Maybe we can try it some other time. Wally World's overrated anyway. What do you think? We're ten hours from the fun park and you want to bail out. Well, I'll tell you something. This is no longer a vacation. It's a quest. It's a quest for fun. I'm going to have fun and you're going to have fun. We're all going to have so much fun we'll need plastic surgery to remove our expiles. <laughs> I gotta be crazy. I'm on a pilgrimage to see a moose. Praise Marty Moose. Dad, you want to ask for something? <laughs> That's not the way I remembered that uh, going from the theater, Robbie. Yeah, I, I gotta thank you, Robbie, for your creative editing there, because there's some words that we couldn't play on on just about any station. I don't think. Yeah, but it sounded just as hilarious to me once I took it all in. Oh yeah. So obviously, Chevy Chase's character, Clark Griswold, is a planner. But is that a healthy thing in that clip, Robbie? You're the one who picked the clip. Is that a healthy thing? Uh, no, and that clip illustrated something for me as I was processing it on my vacation. And in a big part of the masculine journey is finding freedom mm-hmm. and realizing that our schedule, our plans, are quite often part of the matrix, so to speak. They're artificial. It's not really there. It's a self-imposed, <laughs> you know, during this time, you're going to do such and such, and that's all self-imposed. But when your wife says, look, we cannot have a plan. You cannot tell me again today that we are going to have a plan. We are going to go where we're going to go, and we're going to do it. And when I found the freedom, that was the word. Mm-hmm. And I went, wow. If I take away the self-imposed imposed matrix that I've put on myself, that I've got to be doing this at such and such a time and that and that, all of a sudden... I'm free to ask God what he might have in mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Dennis, as, as you listen to that, quick question, and then I'd like to hear what you have to say, yeah. but uh, was that about planning or was that more about the control you talked about? I think it was a little bit of both. You know, I think he, he wanted to be in control of the situation. Uh, Clark Gris- Griswold, if you think about the setting of these movies, you know, he was a businessman. Mm-hmm. So, And he had a plan. He had a routine every day. And he had a plan for what he was doing every day. So that's the way he ran his family, was we've got to have a plan. Even when we go on a vacation, we've got to have a plan. I had a dad that was like that. that you know, it was always, <laughs> what's the plan? You know, we went on vacation, there was a plan for things. And I grew up that way. So when things get out of control in my life, oftentimes I, times I think, well, the way to get back in control is to get, have a plan. Mm-hmm. So, you, so you put together a plan, and then you think you've got control of your life back, which is very deceptive. It is. In planning, I'm not trying to say it here and say, I don't think we're trying to say that planning is a bad thing. 
what's underneath that desire to plan is really the question. What's driving that? Yeah. Where's it coming from? Where's that need from control for control coming from? Not every plan you make is about control, but you have to be able to look in the mirror and say, okay, really when I'm, when I'm being honest with myself and Holy Spirit, help me see this here. What am I really trying to do here when I'm planning? And, and why do I get so frustrated when I don't have a plan or the plan doesn't go as I anticipated? I had a situation last week where everything seemed all of a sudden out of control in my life. And you would think after a while, we, and I was listening to the beginning of this show, and I, and I hadn't caught that before when he was talking about when, you seem, when it seems like all these things are going wrong in life and, and it's difficult and what do you fight for? Uh, and Brother Al had a similar situation today, and, and it, it, what I saw on that was the different ways of dealing with it. My way of dealing with it was to immediately uh, try to take control of the situation. And sometimes my control, because of past learned behaviors over the years, my way of control is not the most healthy way of getting through a situation. And that's what happened with me last week. Uh, what would have been the difference if I turned that over to God mm-hmm. immediately? Or if I'd gone right to my brothers and said, everything's out of control right now. I need you to pray for me at this moment. That's what Al was doing this morning, and you can talk about that. When he felt anxious about some things and things fell out of control, he had a different approach to that. So to me, the difference between him and I was that he was turning over control to God, saying, this is what I know to do. I I was trying to gain it back uh, when I felt out of control. I was trying to gain it back my own way, and I think that's where we get in trouble a lot of times. It is. And Al, when you were in that situation today, if you don't mind talking about it, you know, where did, how did you find yourself out of control? Usually I feel very confident. I have direction. I have a purpose and I know what my next steps are. And, and I knew that today, but there was just anxiety over it. And so rather than um, try to face it alone, I texted my brothers and I asked for them to pray. I called my wife and I spoke to her when I got uh, to the office and I prayed through it. And then I jumped in and moved ahead. I didn't feel like... Um, I, I didn't feel like I could stop. I felt like I had to push through it. And, and you know, I kind of think, looking at Clark Griswold in this, and he's a much more interesting topic than I, <laughs> but I would say that if you look at the situation, he took ownership of the vacation and defined him. And so he wanted to take control because this was no longer about a vacation. This was about Clark Clark Griswold making sure that everybody had a good time and that it was a direct reflection on him. Oh, it was somewhat that he had, it was a measurement yeah. of how good of a father he was. Could he have the perfect vacation? Very similar to Christmas vacation. Mm-hmm. You know, can we have the perfect Christmas? And that's why it's so funny because there's something in that that people uh, are, they can relate to, right? There's some, or it wouldn't have been as popular as it was and, that, and it's played every year. You know, time and time again, and and I laugh at the it's same thing. It's cousin things. Eddie, I think. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, yeah. It is cousin Eddie. There's lots of things he says we can't talk about either. But <laughs> yes, Mark, sir. that's the gift that keeps on giving. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, when we're going to talking a little bit about this topic of control, we're going to switch from planning, and maybe you're making healthy plans, and you know, go do that. Make some good healthy plans. But if you're like some of us. They can find it on the unhealthy side. We have to start to say, okay, God, what's going on underneath? A, a topic we like to, a saying we like to have around here is, you know, what's going on under the hood? 
Well, that's another one of those things to go back and ask God, what's going under the hood with this planning desire that I have to know or things have to go a certain way? You know, why is that there? You know, and where did it get there in my life? And, and where did it even originate from? And we come back right after the break, we're going to get into that a little bit more. But as we get ready to go into break, Al, when I got to ask you about planning, you get paid to plan every day, right? Yes, I do. And that is hard to turn off, isn't it? Yes, it is. That's right. And that's part of the challenge, right? I was planning on that question. You were. Now, when we come back, we're going to talk about that. We are very grateful you're listening today. And we'd invite you to go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org to get uh, past podcasts, to learn about anything we have going on, to contact any of us. If Dennis said something you want to follow up on, talk with him, send him an email, contact any of us. Your phone, your tablet, your iPad, your Android just became a radio. That's right. You can take the Truth Network with you everywhere now thanks to our brand new Truth Network app. That's right. Listen to Dr. Michael Brown in the Line of Fire, The Christian Car Guy with Robbie Dilmore, Truth Talk Live, all of our programming 24-7 right there in your hand. Perhaps you're out of range of your radio or traveling in a busy airport. You can plug into the Truth Network. Just go to truthnetwork.com to download the new free app. That's truthnetwork.com. Every hiring manager knows that a company is only as good as the people it's made from. So where do you find the best people? That may surprise you. Meet the grads of life, young adults of unique determination and experience, an ideal fit for your company in an entry-level position, internship, or even mentorship. They might not have every qualification you typically look for, but they're exactly who your company needs. This is talent worth knowing about. Go to gradsoflife.org to learn how to find, cultivate, and train this great pool of untapped talent. Brought to you by the Ad Council and gradsoflife.org. journey we are very glad to have you back with us um i'd like to hear a little bit of stephen curse chapman for a minute anyway uh love that song we could listen to it again but uh, we're talking about the topic of planning and, and when we left we're talking about okay there's some level of that that is very healthy you, you can't get through life without some level of planning you can't just you know be a slug and kind of get you know pushed wherever they push slugs too. I don't know. I don't know where slugs go, but that, that's what came to mind. But or you know something in the wind that just kind of blows around, dust in the wind. And and no, I'm not talking about the Kansas song, Dennis. The you got to have some level of planning that's healthy. But then then what? You know, where's room for God in that, right? But where did this need for control come from in our lives? And now we were talking about this earlier this week and. There's a few different places that can come from. What What's one of the things that can create a desire for control or this, I got to have control? If there's insecurity on a person's part with themselves or uh, how other me- people might perceive them, they try to control the events around them so that they don't look um, as vulnerable or they're not as vulnerable. Yeah, they're, they're, you touched on about two or three things there that are very, very good, and that's one of them specifically. But you do have this this aspect, if someone's been hurt in the past, which we've all been hurt, but if someone's been hurt in the past, there's some level of that control that is a wall or a barrier that says, I'm going to put some type of defense out here to where I can't get hurt again, right? Um, before we continue with this topic, I want to go to another clip about just people's real desire to be in control and they'll call it planning. But when you listen to this clip, they're really fighting for control. And so when we uh, pick this clip up, it's from gardens of the galaxy. It was a Marvel comic movie over the summer. 
a great movie, very, very funny. It does have a few scenes in it, probably not the greatest for kids, but it's a quite funny movie. But when we pick it up, this group of so-called superheroes are talking about the plan. We have to stop Ronan. How? I have a plan. You've got a plan. Yes. First of all, you're copying me from when I said I had a plan. No, I'm not. People say that all the time. It's not that unique of a thing to say. Secondly, I don't even believe you have a plan. I have part of a plan. What percentage of a plan do you have? You don't get to ask questions after the nonsense you pulled on Nowhere. I just saved Quill. We've already established that you destroying the ship that I'm on is not saving me. When did we establish? Like three seconds ago! No, I wasn't listening. I was thinking of something else. Oh. She's right. You don't get an opinion. What percentage? I don't know. 12%. 12%? <laughs> That's a fake laugh. It's real! Totally fake. That is the most real authentic, hysterical laugh of my entire life because that is not a plan. It's barely a concept. You're taking their side? I am Groot. So what is better than 11%? What does that have to do with anything? Thank you, Groot. Thank you. See? Groot's the only one of you who has a clue. So, Al, you, you picked this clip, right? And so what in this clip did, did uh, this topic kind of come out for you about? That... Everybody wants a leader. Everybody wants direction. And when it's not there, fighting breaks out. And while there are really only two leaders there, people want somebody to step up and, and take control and lead them. So for me, and I love the humor in that. I mean, that's, that reminds me of many discussions that I've had um, in my previous employment as an engineer. Yes. Um when you listen to that, there are two people there specifically fighting for control. At the core, that's what that is. They both want control. You know, and they take it to the place where it's pretty funny. I have 12% of a plan. Yeah. Right? And really, that's probably more than most people have. But, but at some to point. take the time to analyze that you have 12% now. I have tw- I'm up to 12% of a plan. Exactly. Now, this desire for control, as you talked about, can come from different places. It come, can come from a place of being wounded. But Dennis, if I ask you the question, what's another place that control can come from other than I'm trying to put a barrier up to protect myself from being hurt again? Mm. Did I stump uh, you? Yeah, you did. Good. You did a little bit with well, that. Well, thank you. Where else does it come from? Exactly. Robbie, if I ask you that question, where else does it come from? Hope. Okay. I have an outcome that I am desiring, and so I kind of back into it. You know, here's the outcome. How can I arrive at that destination? Yeah. And uh, as long as we've got God in there somewhere, <laughs> it's probably, you know, a good part of the hope. And, and I think that therein lies the real opportunity is before we even lay our plans in concrete somewhere, which they go into Robbie's mind somewhere in concrete, if we could get God involved in not only the the planning, but how do we know that we're keeping him involved in the in the whole thing? Right. Ooh, ooh. Yes. I have an answer now. I have an answer. (laughs) 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 Mr. Cartier. What I was just thinking about was it, it, oftentimes it gives you, it's it's not hope, but it's that I'm actually doing something now. Mm -hmm. And I know that I can relate that that to myself. Oftentimes when things aren't going well, I tend to shut down. Mm -hmm. So a plan for me means I'm coming out of that, that I'm actually doing something. Uh, Executing the plan is a whole other matter. But the fact that I have one means I've done something. 
Exactly. It's very deceptive. Now, as you talk about that, there's some level of that that's very healthy. Yeah. Right? It's taking you to a good place. Robbie, when you talk about hope, there's a lot of good things. Ministry, there's stories all over the place where someone had a, a vision, something they thought God laid on their heart, and then they took control of it. Typically, it doesn't turn out real well. Oh, yeah. Right? Those hopes get really dashed. I've been there. Yeah, so have I. <laughs> Speaking from experience. Recently. Yeah. I, I want to go back to one other thing, and I'm going to come to Al for some point he wants to make, but there's a couple other places that control can come from. What you guys have said, that wounded place of trying to protect it, um, control can be from not thinking I have what it takes or I don't have the ability to do something, so I'm going to take control so no one notices or I can control whether they get to see that part of me or not. Or even the opposite side of that is I'm going to get control so I can prove to people. Right. And you see that kind of play out. And honestly, when I'm honest with myself and look in the mirror, I've probably played all those at one point or another control look the same, but it's coming from a different source. You know, earlier in my career, I took great pride in the, in 20 years, I was never over budget, never missed a deadline. But the truth and and I live that life of I've got to have complete control so nothing goes wrong because that's what defines me but now I've taken a different philosophy that it's not the problems that define me it's how we respond to the problems Mm -hmm. and so I now like it when something comes out of the blue when you don't expect it like I have a project now and we have what's called a showstopper where it's so bad that it could actually stop the progression of the project but now I get to say Let's stop and see what God's going to do here. I don't, mm-hmm. I can't say that at work, but that's what I'm thinking. And I go into prayer and I, and then miracles start happening. And I mean, literally there are things that there's nothing we can do. And then all of a sudden, wow, who even knew that could be done? Mm-hmm. Well, let us see what God can do next. So when we talked earlier, we were, thank you. We were talking earlier, the question of where did it come up in our story? Well, we just visited that a little bit. Each of our stories are different. We've all been wounded. We've all had times we don't feel like we have the ability to do something. We all have times we want to show people we have the ability to do something. I think that's part of everybody's story to some degree, some lesser, some more for others. But where did this desire for control enter into man's story? One of you guys have the answer for Adam that? Adam and Eve. Why Adam and Eve? How do we see that? That's the first time it enters in man's story where Satan goes after Eve. Right, and he tells them basically... Along the lines is you can't trust the heart of God. You have to take control, right? You can eat, you need to go eat from that tree. And I'm paraphrasing like the ultra paraphrase version. But, you know, if you go eat from that tree, then you're going to be like God, right? And so he's basically getting them to believe you need to wrestle control because you can't trust God's heart. You know, you make a good point because with Satan, he didn't trust God's heart. When man was created in his image, you know, if you read Ezekiel, he is adorned with everything. He's in charge of God's glory. He's in charge of the earth. When did he turn? It was when, and, and this is my estimation, but when something was created in his image, you know, Paul says, and don't you know we will judge the angels? I think that just tricked the trigger of Satan. And at that point, he didn't trust God's heart. And so he tried to take control. Mm-hmm. And so I think control comes down to a trust issue with God. We take control because we don't trust him. At the core Control, and I want to pause for a second, and we'll come back to that. There's a huge difference between control and leadership. God will call people to a place of leadership at different points in their life or throughout their life, 
And leadership is not necessarily control. You know, a leader goes out and does things to, to help the people that he leads or she leads. The control person is all about how I'm going to look through it, right? There may be some benefits for the other people, but really I got to control it for me. And so I'm not talking about if you're a leader and that's, that's a, a desire and a passion and a, a thing God's laid on your heart, go be a great leader. But I'm talking about that times when you feel like, oh my gosh, I have to have control here, right? And then ask yourself, why am I not trusting the heart of God? And I'm telling you, it'll rock your world if you ask yourself yeah, that, that question. That came to me last, the end of last week when uh, I was going through a particularly difficult time. And, it, and it's, it, it's, tough to, it's tough to get that from God sometimes when, you, when, when you're getting it and he's saying, you know, I just want you to trust me. But, but I heard it in love eventually. You know, once I got past all the dentist stuff mm-hmm. and all the control stuff, it was, I love you so much, I just want you to trust me, is what I was ultimately hearing from God. And this whole issue of control, this whole issue of anxiety, and this whole issue of wanting to 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 close up uh, has to do with you wanting to take back control, and I just want you to trust me. Let's look, great point. Let's look at some scripture, right? I'm not going to read the scripture, but let's visit some stories. You have Moses and you have Pharaoh. Pharaoh is all about the control. How'd that work out? Right, didn't work out real good for him, right? <laughs> Moses gets called into a place with the Israelites of not even knowing where they're going. They're, I mean, they're following you know, a star or a burning bush or not a burning bush. What are they following, Robbie? You read a it. A pillar of fire. There we go. And, yeah, a cloud during the day. <laughs> Thank you. I knew it. It just wouldn't come out. I wouldn't process it. Bush was in there, though. It was. That was <laughs> Moses' story earlier, so I was confused. But yeah, they're, they're following those things, and they don't even know where they're going to land. Try to pick any of the stories in Scripture of the people that you call you know, the well-known stories. None of them really had control probably in joseph's life did he have control oh man and and the the interesting thing i was thinking about jesus this morning and how you know when he was in the temple he made it clear i'm not worried about what y'all are thinking i'm worried about what the father's thinking and so when you we can get our mindset on what how god is viewing this situation then it's easier to give him back control because it's like was your deal after all <laughs> and you know i just learned something i didn't know jesus was from south jerusalem or whatever you, you said y'all i, I heard that in there. <laughs> that's right <laughs> you've been listening southern to the, jerusalem <laughs> that's right you've been listening to the masculine journey there's so much more on this topic if you'd like to know more about it shoot us an email go to masculinejourneyradio.org you can find our contact information there's some great blogs there there's other past episodes that you can listen to on other topics and if you have a topic you want us to talk about go to facebook and let us know